Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, which is part one of our two-part adventure at the Observer Conclave charity event for Puerto Rico Hurricane Relief in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Part one is jam-packed with a lot of craft beer and some awesome artist interviews. First up is Dylan Bovez, creative director of King Killer Arts Brooklyn Creative. Some of you may remember Dylan from way back in episode four, the Gowanus Pop-Up Art Gallery event, where his journey was just unfolding. Now, more than a year later, he returns to speak about his progress and what he's got planned next. Next up is the New York-based Latin band Los Ciegos del Barrio, which translates to the blind boys from the hood. The band, who has performed all over the world, also helps out numerous organizations in and out of disabled communities. They specialize in salsa, bachata, merengue, cumbia, bolero, reggaeton, and rock in English and Spanish. Then we have enigmatic singer and songwriter Deborah and her classically trained pianist and composer husband John Allen Watts close out part one of our show. Deborah's latest album, Um Samba O Contrario, is described as an irresistibly catchy and deeply touching album that contains 14 original songs that reflect Deborah Watts' great love and respect for classic Brazilian styles and rhythms. Now, the volume is slightly low for this one. We raised it as much as we could, but make sure you keep yours up when you listen. Deborah and John are very talented, down-to-earth, and entertaining musicians, and you won't want to miss this awesome interview. By the way, the long-awaited and highly anticipated BTBT store is finally available at www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com. Get your dope custom glassware and awesome graphic tees today. More changes and updates to come, but the store is live. Go ahead and check it out. We hope everyone out there enjoys this week's show. Cheers. Hey, guys, what's going on? BTBT is back at it, and we are in Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, acting as official co-sponsors of Absurd Conclave and Juice Garden BK's charity soiree fundraiser to raise money for Puerto Rico. Uh, a little bit about Absurd Conclave. This new sibling-owned Brooklyn enterprise is debuting their business this weekend. Uh, with this community fundraiser focused on shopping, entertainment, art, food, wine, and beer. All ticket sale proceeds for the pop-up sample sale charity event for Puerto Rican Hurricane Relief will be donated directly to the Hispanic Federation Unidos, which is the disaster relief and recovery program to support Puerto Rico. Absurd Conclave is a 5,000-square-foot venue available for events, workshops, art galas, beer festivals, and more, right in the heart of the trendy Bushwick scene, located at 360 Jefferson Street, lower level, Brooklyn, New York, 11237. Gentlemen, the crew is in full effect. How are we doing? Cheer. This is, uh, this is Justin. I'm glad to be here again. Very glad to have you. Yeah. How you doing, Perry? Pretty good. Definitely uh, ready for another solid afternoon. Uh, another boozy afternoon another with uh, boozy beer afternoon. today, beer, beer tomorrow, tomorrow click Hell for yeah. sure. Goons, goons, goons. That's what we say goons, in there. Goons, yeah. goons. BT, BT, goons is how we do. <laughs> and we got uh, we, we got another special guest hopping on a little bit. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, sir? It's uh, Janair, also known as Janisage. Janis. <laughs> He's uh, he, he'll be drinking in the background with us all day. And uh, basically, a little bit why we're here. So, following the aftermath of the devastating near Category Five Hurricane Maria. Puerto Rico was left in disarray and chaos. So now, even more than six weeks since then, 70% of the island still remains without power and sufficient supplies. So here we are getting together to drink excessively for a good cause, which is always nice, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Never been sad about that. <laughs> just, just donating my liver to a cause. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, we've got a lot of our own beer here, but, you know, Absurd Conclave, you know, they, they, they know how to put on an event themselves. They got a couple of kegs here. Uh, probably the best thing they got is the Pale Ale by Sierra Nevada. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Kool-Aid man. so a little bit about sierra nevada right i mean these guys are legendary founded in 1979 by ken grossman and paul camusi they expanded their home brewing hobby in a brewery in chico california um they started rumor has it you know the legend has it they started with fifty thousand dollars in loans from friends and family they rented a three thousand square foot warehouse and they basically pieced it together with discarded dairy equipment and scrapyard metal maybe that's where rich got his uh inspiration from from uh from bridge and tunnel um then later on they were able to acquire secondhand copper brewing kettles from germany before moving to their larger current brewing facility in 1989 um grossman actually learned to homebrew from the father of a close friend and you know at an early age he just kind of took to it and i, I guess the the rest you know the the rest is history you know these are all facts these all are facts, facts. That's amazing. Real he, facts. He, he is a fact man. He, he breaks this down every man. time. Listen, like, if you want to know the history, I'm a journalist motherfucker. You want more knowledge? I'll drop some more knowledge on you, all right? So look, right. Ken Grossman knew he wanted to make a hop-forward pale ale, right? So he also knew that the key to convincing people to try the beer to come back for more was consistency. So he spent a lot of money, and he dumped a lot of batches so he can get that right, that right recipe, that, those right ingredients. And uh, basically, Sierra Nevada, you know, was inspired by the tradition of brewing a special beer for the holiday season. And they brewed the very first batch of their Celebration Ale actually back in 1981. So, and that's, Celebration is unique because it features the first fresh hops of the harvest season. And to this day, it remains a really fresh take on the common spiced and sweet, sweet holiday ales. So it's actually also, here's a fun fact for you motherfuckers. Celebration is considered one of the first American IPAs and a benchmark of that style. Represent. Representing all day. In, in 1993. So, so what does an American IPA mean? It's, it's basically, it's kind of like what you were talking about before. Those old school, like the original uh, uh, inception of IPAs, they hopped it to make it last longer. I think Amer- America, as America tends to do, puts their own spin on things. They, they make things bigger, bolder, more extravagant. And uh, okay. the American IPA is, is like... A, um, What's a good way to put it? It's like a sexed-up version of an IPA. It's, it's, so, so it's like enhanced forward. breasts. It's not nearly as multi, usually. Right. Not yeah. near, nearly as multi. Okay, b- b- big shout-out to... Uh, you, know, you got the New England IPA. You got the West Coast IPA. We got the... What do we call that? The mid, uh, Mid-Atlantic IPA? Yes, we, we coined that phrase on the Brew for a Cure episode. We, uh, okay. You guys coined the phrase the Mid-Atlantic <laughs> IPA. Yo, big shout-out to... Um, to, to my man from uh, Bridget Tuttle, he has he he he, he does it with the bagels. He does, he got the New York IPA. Yeah, yeah, major shout Rich. out to shout Rich. out to Rich. Yeah, man. man, and we got a few beers from him. You picked up a few uh, growlers from him today, right? Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna be drinking some uh, picking up the change Chipotle Nitro Porter. Oh yeah, Chipotle. later Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit spicy. I got, I got I got some knowledge for you guys on this beer. I it's got some be knowledge good. on this. It's gonna on be good. Beer. It's gonna get. It has a yeah. bit of a kick to it. It does. Yeah. So last thing I'll say about Sierra Nevada, and eventually we will get to them, is that um, they're the seventh, I believe, they're the seventh largest brewery in the U.S. And they were actually named Green Business of the Year by the United States Environmental Protection Agency in 2010 for their practices and sustainability. Oh, wow. okay. They're really big on like you know going green and all that stuff. So yeah. they, major they make shout my out. favorite beer actually. Which is, which would be their uh, Estate Harvest Ale. 
That is pretty which damn is good. Which is fully grown on their estate and is all organic now. It's your favorite yeah. beer, just period? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a bold claim. Wow. I can't even make that state. I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you my favorite beer. And you can't get that in the grocery store. Uh, actually, it's probably the only place I could get it, but it's seasonal. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's because it's bottles only. I don't, or They have a really limited keg run. Usually you get it in bottles. Okay. Like wax topped uh, bomber bottles. But the great okay. thing about Sierra Nevada is that most of their stuff is pretty accessible. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're uh, definitely a I mean, national brand. They're a national brand. I mean, and they're independently owned to this day. Yep. That's what's up. So shout out to Sir Conclave for making the right decision, the craft yeah. beer decision. Ken Grossman, we want you on our show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have Ken Grossman on the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, you, you brought those uh, Chipotle. Uh, they're picking up the chain Chipotle Porter. Yeah. But so, wait, do we want to talk about the Finback first, or can, can we talk about that, or no? Yeah, let's talk, talk about, about Finback. Yeah, let's, yeah, because that's what we just had, right? We had that, and then we had the Pilsner. So we had. Um, so what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Finback? Well, I think we all had the Pilsner, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so we had. So it's um, the Pilsner's from Southern Tier, right? It's a Southern yeah. Tier Brewing Company. They're out of Lakewood, New York. Two zero seven two Stoneman Circle, Lakewood, New York one four seven five. Zero, the beer we had from them. Uh, basically, it's it's their pilsner. It's brewed with hops and malts imported from Germany. Five percent ABV, forty uh, IBU. Um, to brew this one, they use German pils malt, two row malt, and wheat, and they create a firm malty character with a crisp finish. Uh, it's a traditional pilsner malt bill, uh, complemented by German lager yeast and German noble hops. Um, I liked it. Uh, and th- their brewery is interesting, actually. I was actually reading the brewery is actually outfitted with an industry-leading quality lab, including a gas chromat- chromatography mass spectrometer, GC mass spec, and they use this device in their lagering process to minimize the amount of diacetyl, basically the butteriness, yep. and um, uh, a- as- I'm going to butcher this, ac- acetaldehyde. Uh, which, 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 yes, I, I, I think I butchered that badly, but that's basically that green apple, yeah, that kind of uh, uh, flavor, which is, which is, you know, the the death of a beer. Yep. So these guys are like super, like, like into it, and and they're definitely there's a strong German influence, even by the the, um, the way they they set up their breweries and the way, what they built out. They're very, very heavily. Heavy German influences there, but okay. okay so what so what I want to know, what, what what rating are you giving on the Pete scale? So. Um, scale. We got the Pete scale, we got the Perry scale. So I, I, I'll say this: I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little biased because I feel like if you want a great, well, no, all right. So I don't want to take anything away from anybody else that does pilsners. There's a lot of really well done pilsners, but I just feel like if you want a great pilsner, you're gonna get a German or Czech pilsner. That's that's just my two cents. Okay. With that said. I thought this this was a very sessionable and enjoyable pilsner. It was crisp. It was a great interpretation of that style, the German style. And I, I would, you know, if there was any left, we pounded it before the show even started. I, I would I would keep drinking it. But okay, uh, not my. Would you search it out? I mean, if I could come across it and and I was in the mood for a pilsner, I I would definitely grab it and drink it. But um, if I had a choice of other. Uh, pilsners per se that are, that are more in my wheelhouse. I, I would probably go towards, like I said, the German and the uh, the uh, Czech style. <laughs> Some dude, he's chopping stuff up back there. Chopping meat over here. You said Czech pilsner. Yeah. yeah. What's a good Czech pilsner to try? I don't think I've ever had that. Uh, there, there's a there's a bunch. I mean, there, there's a few good. I mean, I, I think taking a step back, like you gotta like you, you gotta you gotta you gotta know what style you like, right? So pilsner is like crisp. It's like refreshing. I think pilsner is the beer. 
that, you know, bridges the gap between, like, craft and the non-craft world because it's so accessible. It's really a, it's a, it's a beer that everyone can, can really relate to. Uh, you're not going to get, like, overly complex flavors with it, but... Um, you know, it does the job. It's it's light. It's refreshing. It's great in the summertime. It it works in the wintertime. I mean, it's it's really that that classic, one of the one of the I don't know if legendary is the right term, but it's like a legendary staple of of in beer history. But I'm curious, Perry. What do you, what did you think about it? Yeah, the I Perry scale. Really, Where I thought it was really clean as well. Uh, very easy drinking. Um, I do prefer when they're tweaked a little more, a little more hoppy, a little more going on. And this had a little bit of that going on too. So. It's definitely like something that I wouldn't again I wouldn't seek it out because I tend to not do pilsners as often mm -hmm. unless you know there's something really interesting coming out sure but uh, yeah very drinkable always you know they tend to be really good about clean beers aside from the pumpkin styles yeah yeah <laughs> for uh, southern tier and, and you know it's funny you mentioned the pumpkin style because I don't like pumpkin styles but the, <laughs> the pumpkin one that they do make I, I think for the style I can appreciate it so pumpkin is the classic yes but I actually prefer their dark beer that has pumpkin in it What's that one called? Uh, Do you remember? Look, I'd have to look up the name, but yeah, it's it's more of a like pumpkin stout, which is very different but delicious. It sounds it sounds. I think it's called Warlock. Big shout out to Rich Bridge and Tunnel for his pumpkin sour that he has not had on tap for a while. You need to bring that shit back, man. That's Bring like, it back. That's your home base, Bridge and Tunnel. <laughs> oh man, it's just down the block. <laughs> the block. I'm, I'm, I'm up in there. I'm up in Bridge and Tunnel for sure. So you guys want some more? Uh, uh, you want some more uh, nerd facts about about uh, Southern Tier? Yes. Well, do, do we know what the name comes from? Because it's from it's it's a New York brewed beer, right? I mean, a brewery. Yeah, yeah they're West New York. They're West, West yes, New York. Yeah. Why it, is it called Southern Tier? Well, um, that that's actually a good question. I, I know that that initially when they decided to open it, that was a big risk. People are like, "Why are you opening up a brewery in Western New York? There's nothing happening there." But yeah, turned out to be a great great move for them. I mean, the yeah. founders, uh, Phineas Demink and Alan Yan, they started the brewery with a vision of reviving the practice of small batch brewing. Uh, in 2002, they used old equipment from the old Saddleback, uh, Saddleback Brewing Company in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and they began production in the woods just right outside of Lakewood, New York. Um, you know, and they got things they got things moving by 2003. Select varieties of small batch ales were locally distributed. By 2005, they were selling in you know most of New York State and Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, soon thereafter, they added 800 barrels of fermentation vessels to the production area and a 7,500 square foot conditioning room. Uh, the brew house expanded and updated from a 20 BBL to a 50 BBL system. They replaced the bottling line with, with the, this is fucking interesting. They replaced the bottling line with the most high tech, state of the art bottling line of its size in North America. So get this, it fills caps and labels at 10,000 bottles per hour at full speed, which is which is crazy. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, so, so, so they put beer out there. My friend used to be on the pre-crazy line. Oh, was he? Yeah, she helped out with the... She oh, was she, with, rather? Yeah, she was working on the bottling line and then was going to brew with them for a little while. Right. Now she's actually a head brewer in Pittsburgh. Get out of here. For where? Uh, Rock Bottom, actually. Yeah? yeah. I've Rock never bottom. had them. Like how, the, how the, the bar? Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a bar in Polish Hill. No, no, Rock Bottom. Yeah, Rock Bottom. Isn't that a bar in Polish Hill? No, no, it's the chain that's all over it. The one in the waterfront. Okay, because I know I know Rock Bottom. That's where you go time out from Gooskies. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's a different. You know rock what bottom. I'm talking about. I've, I've Anybody listening for Pittsburgh, you you know what we talking about up in here. Yeah, yeah. but no, Rock Bottom's the chain. <laughs> it's one of those you know like brew pub chains all over the states. Okay, but it's yeah, it's down on the waterfront. Okay. Wow. So you got okay. to have her send us some beer, and we're gonna critique it on one of the shows. Oh yeah, yeah. we definitely down for that. I might try and bring some stuff back when I get Hell yeah. back from Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Now, when I think about Southern Tier, when I think about South, the South, I think about the Mason Dixie line, like people south of that. That's it. I mean, that, that that's what I'm curious about is like where that name comes from. I, you know what? That I don't know. Do you know, Perry? Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, so, so that's something we can look up for the, yeah. for a future episode. Yeah. I'll tell you this though. In 2013, they um they have this yeast parlor and they call it the yeast wing and they built it out and it includes an automated yeast propagation and storage system. So yeast is harvested harvested at three to four days old and extracted and drawn. So it's like five BBL from 100 BBL of fermenting beer. I mean, these guys like got it like down to a science. It's crazy. In 2016, they opened their distillery, um, and they also uh, started uh, the initial planning for the first satellite brewing facility, and they announced their partnership with Victory Brewing. Um, and then they got two new 30 BBL fermenters along with their two-barrel nano brew house. And then in 2017, they came to your guys' hood uh, and opened their first satellite brew pub in Pittsburgh. Uh, the North Shore at 316 North 316 North Shore Drive. Yep. Um, okay. And it's a, it's a German-built brew house, and they got local beers, and then they got their, their classic beers. I believe it's about 10,000 square. It's a 10,000 square foot beer garden, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're still working on that when I left. But Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to open in the fall, but I heard it wasn't completely. What neighborhood? It's right between the stadiums. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Interesting little uh, little little bit of uh, 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 history there for yeah. these guys. I yeah, like he what they're doing. It down. Yeah, I mean they they uh, make a couple of good good brews. I, I like what they're doing and um, and reading about uh, you know before the initially when I read about them I was surprised to find out how big they really were. I just was like, oh yeah, they're this you know upstate brewery in you know, Western New York. You know they yeah, do some good they're beers. They're a powerhouse. They you are don't a realize. powerhouse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like they're in like. <laughs> When I was in Pittsburgh, that was kind of like, hey, we got some Southern Tier this weekend. And then I came here and like, oh, we got Southern Tier here. I was like, oh, these guys are a big deal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, and then you wanted to talk about Finback, right? Yeah, I, I really like that uh, Whale Farm IPA. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, on the Justin too. scale, we're going to give that a five out of five. Five out of five so right there. I, I got to be honest. Now, we're drinking with this um, this IPA. It's... Um, is a collabo with Whale Farm, so it's an eight percent uh, DIPA dry hop with Enigma Citra and Mosaic. It's uh, uh, again, it was it was in collabo with uh, Ale Farm Brewing, and now it's at four weeks old. And I got to be honest, I really enjoyed it when I first tried it, and it's maybe it's just me and my palate today, but I felt it was even better than when I initially had it. Wonder. And I had it at week one, and I had it at week two, and now I'm trying it week four. Held up phenomenally, and it's tasty and, and delicious. I mean, a big shout out to Finback. I, I think that uh, your tap room is super in- inconvenient. Like it's, it's like you, it's it's like you it's take a train, there. you take a train, and then it's a thirty minute walk. That's wild. That's wild. Like so, you take a train, an Uber from the train. Yeah, it's even like even tucked single, away. Even single yeah. cuts take a train and what 15, 20 minute walk. It, it yeah, it's a walk. I actually, it's single cut opened up uh, like three blocks from where I grew up. So um, shout out, to, shout out to Dan, action, the real action Bronson, Dan Bronson, single cut. Um, so j- just going back, so yeah, Finback is the out real, of the, the way. The real Bronson is is Charles Bronson. That's true. That is the real. <laughs> that's the real Charles Bronson. Ew. Death wish. Um, so yeah, I mean, Finback is. Uh, they're located at 7801 77th Avenue, uh, Queens, New York, Queens Old Day, baby, Queens Old Day. Uh, founded in 2011, uh, they finally found space in 2013. They have a 20 barrel brew house. And they uh, released their first beers in Queens in January of 2014. 
Um, I was coming across, you know, I was doing some reading about these guys, coming across an interesting comment from Basil Lee, who's one of the founders. And they, he, you know, he basically said they really try to think about the level of bitterness and how they want to approach the bitterness of their IPAs. And I was thinking about this when I was trying that beer. And basically what he said is you know, they definitely want bitterness because it balances the beer and it gives it crisp dryness. But they also want it to go away quickly. So his exact words were they want bitterness, but they also want softness. They want bitterness that's fleeting. And I think that comes through very, very strongly in this collab that you and I tried. Perry, unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to try it. But we did trade some of these, yeah, so you, ha- you have them sitting at home, at home. So it's all good. I, I, I want I, I, Finback, we want you on this podcast. We, we need you all on this podcast. We got to make it happen. Yeah, we got to make that happen. And then the other one that I'm uh, drinking on right now from Finback, um, from the same release uh, last month, it's Currency, a 6.6% rye IPA, dry hop with Denali, Apollo. Um, God, I'm going to butcher this hop. Eek. Ekuana, Ekuana, E K U A N O T. Yeah, 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 yeah. I spit big words, but I can't spell them. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it's bursting with dollars. Uh, you know, they, they say it's bursting with dollars and cents because it's called currency. Yuck, yuck, yuck. But um, basically, it was brewed with Long Island uh, uh, Brewery Barrier, who I really enjoy as well. I thought this was a pretty good collabo. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but uh, I, I definitely would say of the two, my preference uh, lies with Whale Farm. And Whale Farm was really smooth at 8%. Did you feel it? Did you pick up on that 8%? No, I did not. No, It's 8%. That's crazy. Yeah, very smooth. That's crazy. So, very so, smooth. so, so yeah. Get that Whale Farm. You, you get fucked up. Yeah, man. You get All fucked right. up. So, so what, what do you think? <laughs> you, you guys want to... So right, wait, 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 wait. Let's put that on the Perry scale. Let's put it on the Pete scale. You know? Well, like, what what, what are we saying? Perry hasn't tried oh, it yet. he hasn't tried it. Although what the currency, you? I think I did try at Barrier, like an older batch. Yeah. Because I went out to pick up when they did uh, the collab with Grimm. Yeah, and, and I heard so those I, were good. And I did a flight while I was at the brewery. And I remember having currency while I was there. So, Thoughts on it? As I recall, it was very, very easy drinking. For you, what it is. You know, I'll say this about currency. Easy drinking, tasty, done well. Um, for me personally, not not overly memorable. Um, I think the whale farm is definitely makes a longer lasting impression for me. Um, but I know that Janair is very interested in this Chipotle Porter. You oh, want yeah, you want to bust that out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get that bridge and tunnel out. We also got... Um the stickball and uh, the stickball session IPA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from Bridge and Tunnel coming later. We do. We do. And do we want to talk about what we had from LIC Beer Project? I, you you want to come back and do do that like after we drink them? Uh, oh we, yeah. We uh, we just did drink. We, we that. did we did we drink, did drink that before the, the, the before the show. We did, we did drink the hollows. But you know what? We'll, okay. we'll talk about that a little later. Let's okay. bust out the um, let's bust out the picking up the change Chipotle Porter. Okay. So yeah. go grab that, and I'll um, and I'll and I'll give people a little bit of a background on that. I got uh, okay. So all right, so picking up the chain Chipotle Porter again. Shout out to Rich at Bridge and Tunnel, hardest working brewer in Queens. Um, you know Queens local dude, got to support. Six point two percent Porter ABV, uh, forty IBU. It's served on nitro, which provides a rich and creamy platform. It's a robust porter. It offers a subtle Chipotle pepper bite. And it combines uh, that with a uh, back-end bitterness. So, and uh, Rich's vision for this basically was dedicated to the '80s NYC hardcore bands and fans. So the name actually picking up the change. It's a slam dance move that originated out of the New York City, uh, uh, out of New York City back in the mid '80s. So it's a nod to the New York City hardcore movement that had that such a strong presence in the outer boroughs and Long Manhattan, Lower Manhattan back in the '80s. 
So, um, yeah, man. So I guess Rich was, was slam dancing back in the day. Uh, and that's how he came up with this uh, with this name. Um, and we're, we just poured this all out. And um, even Janair, a.k.a. Janisage, is getting in on the action. Uh, and, he, and he's pouring himself a tiny little pour. Justin's telling him, don't be a big fat <laughs> pussy. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, oh, that's true. All right, so let's everyone give this a try. Do you want to hop on the show? Yeah, you got time. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, you know, we're actually going to bring in... Um, yeah, can you... Can you we're actually going to bring in a guest as... Can we pour him a little bit of a... You want you want a spicy beer? Uh, spicy, like actually spicy? Like actually, spicy. like a spicy kick to it. If not, we can give you something else. We got a I'll lot of beer here. Something else. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, we'll give you some of this then. Here All you right. go. So we're going we're gonna to pour... So we got a special, special guest. Sir, please uh, introduce yourself. Hey, how's everyone doing? Dylan Bobez. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. It's Absolute. been a while. It's been a while, man. We yeah. had you back, I think it was like episode four or five. Something like that. Uh, we had this awesome uh, art show that we were doing, uh, actually right down the block from Other Half. Um, so how you doing, man? You, you've been doing a lot. Cheers, Cheers. brother. Cheers, you, boys. You've been Thanks doing... Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've been doing a lot of... Um, You've been doing a lot of good stuff, man. I see you everywhere. I see you putting up murals. You put up a mural here at Absurd Conclave. Um, you know, you're making moves, man. Tell, tell us what's been going on. I've just been hustling hard since we last saw each other. Um, I've probably been involved. I've personally curated like 20 events. And I've put up probably like 10 murals in the city. Wow. That's what's up. Building my name, trying to do as much as I can, you know. Just working hard. Yeah, man, and I saw the other day, are you getting into uh, putting your artwork on shirts, too? Are you yeah, so I'm trying to build my brand out as much as possible, whether it's T-shirts, murals, I'm doing body painting, creating events, I, I see selling that. art. I see that. I've been seeing he's, he's doing body painting videos. He's got, yeah. Okay. He's got these shorties taking the tops off. He's painting them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, awesome. Man, uh, yeah, I respect that. I, 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 that, that life pad, that sounds great. Well, actually, it, outside, I don't know if you noticed when you came in, but he did one of the murals right outside on this building. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. Need to peep that. Yeah, check I, it out. I think the last, the last time that I saw you, you were uh, curating um, a show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we, you, you, you guys actually, I don't know if you, you remember, you guys actually met the night before that show where we did the podcast. That, that really? was a place right down the block from, from other half. And that, and that was a show he was curating with also Alex Rabio somewhere around here tonight yeah, and a I ton of him. other really talented artists. That was a good time, too. We got fucked up at that event. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got fucked up on that event. Alex gave me a crazy uh, opportunity for that event, and it honestly started my creative career here in New York, allowed me to build a network and, you know, start, take something from nothing and turn it into something beautiful. And since then, my, my name has kind of allowed me to do all these things that I'm doing. That's really cool. Yeah, man. That's awesome. So you, you got any any um, upcoming events that you want to talk about? You got, you got some stuff yeah. going there? Uh, I'm going to Art Basel. No way. Yeah. Nice, dude. I'm going to Art Basel, and I'm getting up representing Brooklyn hard. Miami. Shit. Yeah. I'm going with this gallery called Ace Gallery, A-C-E-D. Yeah. They, uh... They were just working with a show I did with First City Project and Glen Cove is a graffiti mansion, you know, it was a historical home, brought in over a hundred right. artists, we covered the house. But yeah, he worked with Ace Gallery and he approached me and asked if I wanted to come to Miami and do some live body painting at his booth at Spectrum. 
So I'm going there. I'm going to do some body painting with his modeling agency that he yeah. works with, and I'm getting up hard. I got like five walls ready to go. Nice. <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome. And, and, and you recently became an art director as well. In, 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 can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, in the neighborhood that I started with, with Alex and Gowanus, there's this guy named Dave Bunting. He owns a recording studio called King Killer Studios. And he, uh, he brought me in as a resident artist at first. And he gave me an opportunity to curate a courtyard. And within two weeks, I had like 15 artists in there painting. And he said, let's start an art department. I want you to be creative director of the art department. So that's where nice. I'm at now. Congratulations. So I got a little studio. Yeah, man. Director, like, well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, making it happen. I mean, Not I bad. feel like that event was, what, maybe like a year ago. And, and you've made... you. Come so far, made so much progress in that year, man. It's so dope. Thank, thank right? you. Hey, you're not from New York, right? No, I am. Oh, you are from New York. Okay. Born and raised in Long Island. Long Island. Okay. Long Island, 631. Oh. And if I remember correctly, you you were a soccer guy, right? You were into yeah. soccer, right? Yeah. Yeah. You still, you still watch it all? Uh, I don't watch it as much, but um, I still play. Oh, nice. Yeah, I definitely still play. But yeah, I'm actually wearing the championship ring right now from uh, <laughs> Winthrop University. I was feeling good today, so I put the championship ring on. That's yeah, what's up. Big South champs. Good shit, man. Yeah. Good shit. So, that, I mean. That, what made you get into, like, body painting? He wanted to see titties. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's an honest answer to that, and then there's another <laughs> No, but, I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen, so, I mean, obviously, I'll let Dylan get into it, but I, the stuff he does is, it's really dope. It's really cool. No, I got approached by a woman who asked me to paint her, and we decided to do it live at an event that I was a part of. And you know, since then, like I've had, I've been in contact with a couple of women that have asked me to, you know, paint them. And uh, yeah, it's been on the up and up. I really enjoy it. It was actually my first time ever using paint brushes. My first time was on a woman's body, and now I'm producing art with brushes. Wow. So how was that? Like, what, like, what was it an adjustment? I mean, from painting from a canvas or a yeah, wall? I was nervous as hell. Yeah, I, I was very imagine. nervous, especially doing it live. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. I'm pushing it hard now. Like, so what do you do if, like, you you know, you make the wrong stroke or something? Like, is it there? Is it easy to like correct mistakes? Or I just, just tell like... them it's the right stroke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. That's what's Even up, if man. I know it's a shitty move, uh, you know. All right. Okay. Look. A lot of variables in body painting, man. Yeah. That, that's what's up. So you have any, um, are there any local events you're doing um, that you want to talk about? Anything coming up in Brooklyn? Mm, no. No, because I'm leaving town next week on the 21st. So okay. I'm going to the Carolinas to see my family for Thanksgiving. Nice. And then from there, I'm going right to Miami. Nice. So right now, Miami's all, all the thing on my mind. I just got a couple of commission pieces I'm working on, trying to save up some money and go. I yeah. see you because winter is coming. You know what I'm saying? Winter is here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great move getting out to Miami now, man. That's an awesome, awesome move, man. So, I mean, if people want to find out more about you, like, where, where, like you know, you have social media, website. Like, yeah, so I've been advertising everything on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Bovez, B-A-U-V-E-Z, and that's where I update everything that I'm doing, whether it's body painting, murals, events, travel, anything. But uh, I'm really pushing the brand. And then you can also follow me at kks.arts. Because like I mentioned previously, I'm now creative director of King Killer Studios. And I'm pushing that too. Had a lot of really talented artists come in and, and do the damn thing, you know? Hell yeah, man. So, you know, for, for the audience members who, you know, who may not be familiar with what you're doing, like, how would you describe, you know, your whole vibe? How would you describe your art to them? Describe my art to them? Yeah. 
So my art's a complete freestyle, kind of like my life, you know what I mean? I really don't come from much of anything. I take the opportunities that are presented to me in the now and roll with it. Same thing I said, to, you know, almost a year ago. And, you know, that's where I've gotten to where I'm at. Like, my art is a complete freestyle art based off the energy that I'm currently possessing at the time, based on shit that I'm going through, shit that I've seen. And, yeah, I mean, it's just vibrant colors. And I'm building out these characters. I've actually named my characters at this point. I call them my wild things. All right. And, uh, I've got a wild thing series that I'm pushing. I've done around 10 murals, 10 wild things in the streets. And, you know, people are really liking them. But uh, the most positive feedback I get from my viewers come from the children. The children really interact with the wild things really, really oh, yeah. positive. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. That's, That's really what it's cool. all about. You know? Yeah, man. Wild things for the, it's for the children. There you yeah. go. There you go, man. That's awesome. What do you think of the beer you're drinking, by the way? I like it. I like it a lot. It's crisp, uh, crisp pilsner. What is from it? A, it's a it's a six point pilsner, so it's a pilsner from a, from a Brooklyn spot. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you know me, I like Budweiser. <laughs> hey man, but I like this one too. It's good. There you go. There you go, go, man. Do you guys have any, any other any questions for Dylan? I, I think I asked the, the one that I the, the question that I did have. Um, no, no Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know if you do any body painting lessons. Yeah, let me know if you do any body painting lessons. Body painting lessons? Yeah, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. It's funny. I'm actually... <laughs> I'm open to it, you know what I mean? Especially if you want to bring your own model. Like, yeah. <laughs> more than there. I don't think he wants to be painting you. Yeah, I'm trying to paint. No, I'm joking. We can make it happen. That's awesome, though. I'm going to be actually... Uh, I'm going to be on this reality TV show soon. Really? What? It's called First Date New York. So they have me like, they put me in a room with like 10 girls. I interviewed with each one. They picked the one that was most compatible. And they're setting me up on like supposedly a blind date. I've never met the one that they paired me up with. Right. But we're going to like a paint and sip class. And she's a wild chick. I'm a wild boy. You know what I mean? So what's going to happen is like halfway through the class, we're just going to be like fed up with it. And I'm going to start body painting her for the TV show. Why? Nice. <laughs> Can you, can, you talk, what, can you talk about when that's going to come out? Can you? Uh... Uh, so we were supposed to start filming this week, but we had to push it back due to someone with some family issues or whatever. So when I get back from Miami, we're going to push it. That's pretty Shit, cool. Man. Supposedly he's gotten it picked up by like BET too. <laughs> like, yeah? <laughs> Shit, look at that. Yo. Like, a year ago on the podcast, he comes back a year later. He's got reality shows. He's going to Miami for yeah, our shows. Good BET. Shit, Holla. BET. Good Hustling, Shit. man. Yeah, really man. just doing anything I can to push this name. I'm passionate about what I do. I love it. You know, I, I'm not one to want to sit behind a desk and get a job yeah. like that. You know, I'm 25. When we last spoke, I was 24. A lot's happened in a year. I'm excited yeah. to see what comes, you know? Yeah. There's a lot I, of time left. I respect it, man. That's awesome. I mean, you just out there literally. Just keep moving. You're hustling. For sure. Yeah. Keeping it moving and hustling, man. Fucking awesome, man. Thanks, cheers man. to you. Yo, cheers, cheers to you, you man. Cheers, man. And I'm keeping up with you guys, too. I see the business is growing. I'm very impressed with how fast it is growing. Ah, uh, thank you, man. I mean, we're just trying to get out there. You know, we're trying to bring uh, good conversation and good beer to people. And we're trying to get in all kinds of events. And, you know, it's not just like when we did that art show. It's not just about it being a craft brewery or it being a craft beer fest or whatever. Like, you know, there's beer involved and beer is the conduit, but beer is the conduit for life for us. So we'll yeah. go, you know, we love talking to artists like you. We love talking to like all kinds of people and just, you know, we like getting fucked up while we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I enjoy this. I appreciate what you guys do and like getting on a personal level with the people you're interviewing. Like that's Absolutely. something special. You know what I mean? Everyone needs their time to shine. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, we really, we really love uh, bringing people on and giving them that opportunity. Especially, like, what you're doing, man. I, I really like the shit you're doing, man. I think it's awesome. Yo, thank you. And, um, and I'm really so glad to see, I mean, from a year ago to now, I mean, you're doing it, man. Thanks, man. You're fucking doing it. I'm doing whatever I can because I love it. You know what I mean? I love everything about it. That's where it stems from. If you got that passion, man, you just stick with it and, you know, it'll happen from there. Yeah. Awesome, man. Is any any uh, final parting words you want to leave our audience with, man? Anything they should know about you and your art? Uh, not much besides, you know, just if you know who I am, just keep up with me because I'm telling you, something crazy is about to happen. No one really knows yet, but something crazy is coming real soon. Okay. <laughs> That's Sounds great. Right. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah, it's B-A-U-V-E-C, Dylan Bovez. That's right. There we go. Shout out to Dylan Bovez, man. Check him out. Check his art out. He's dope. He's on Instagram. That's the best way to find his art. Um, and, uh, yeah, every so often, every year, you can catch him hanging out with, with Beard Today, Beard Tomorrow. Uh, man, Dylan, thanks so much for hopping on the show. I know I know you got a lot going on today, and you got a lot coming up, but uh, I appreciate your time, brother. No, I appreciate I appreciate everything, man. Seriously, thank you. Sure. You, want, you want a little more beer? No, I'm good. I got a, I got a meeting I got to get to, but I wanted to stick around and talk to you guys because I, I love what you guys do. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Good luck with the meeting, and uh, we'll do this again soon. It won't be a year. It won't be a year this time. Yeah. And you still have my extension cord. I still have your extension cord. I do. I do. I'm giving you that extension cord back. You got to let me know where you are, and I'm going to bring you that goddamn extension cord. It's, it's been sitting in the same place in my closet for a year. All right, and uh, so yeah, beer today, beer tomorrow. We were kicking it with Dylan, uh, awesome, dope artist. Definitely check him out, support his art. We're gonna take a quick break, drink some more beers, and we'll be back. This is beer today, beer tomorrow. We are back at it, and we have three very special guests. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Okay, my name is Alvin Suarez. I'm the band director. The band is called Los Ciegos del Barrio. I'm Derek Suarez. I'm Alvin's twin brother, and um, I'm the uh, bass player most of the time. Uh, play some keys as well, and, and we all do vocals as well. Jimmy Fontanes. Uh, I play uh, percussion, and in this, I guess in this gig today, I'm playing keyboard. <laughs> all right, all right. So, guys, tell us tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us a little bit about your band. <clears throat> well, um, we are from East Harlem. Um, we play all types of Latin music. We're bilingual. Uh, we play salsa, bachata, uh, merengue, bolero, rock, reggaeton. Uh, we do it all. We've been um, all over the northeast of the United States. We've been to Texas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Moscow, Russia. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, we're pretty well traveled. We have uh, five albums out. We're going to be working on our sixth next year. Did you hang out with my boy Putin? Uh, no, he wasn't in power back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-Putin. Okay. Pre-Putin. All right, all right. So you have a sixth album coming out. Can you tell us, what, uh, do you know when that's going to come out? Uh, I think it'll be, I would say, maybe a year from now. Uh, we're going to start working on it when the new year, when the new year flips. Uh, but the current one that we have right now is El Futuro, which is still doing pretty well. Uh, that includes our version of Mama Used to Say, uh, as well as some, um, a whole bunch of originals, different genres. Okay, cool. So how did you guys first get together? How did you guys start your group? We got together, well, we actually, uh, we've been playing since uh, we were kids. We are playing together since we were kids. Uh, 
Uh, well, there, there are actually four of us. There are core four members. One of them is not with us um, right now. Uh, but the, yeah, the three of us sitting here, along with the fourth member, um, his name is Machete. He's uh, uh, our regular piano player. The four of us have been playing together uh, since we were kids. We used to go to uh, a buddy's house out in Queens, and we used to do uh, just, just kind of jam every single weekend. Uh, so, and, and that was like literally before our voices changed. You know, our voices were still kind of high. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so that was like you know early '80s, and then in the mid in the mid '80s, uh, after having been separated for about five six years, um, we reunited uh, in high school and just started playing again. And we used to play not only Latin music, but we used to do you know some jazz, some rock, a little bit of everything. Uh, and then once we all graduated from from high school, we just kind of uh, stuck together and did a few things with another. Buddy of ours, uh, an old teacher, uh, music teacher uh, named Elliot, and uh, he was just kind of our mentor and uh, literally taught us uh, pretty much everything that we know uh, about music and about the business itself. And um, so then Alvin decided to form the Ciegos, uh, Los Ciegos del Barrio uh, in 1997, yeah. and that was after a uh, trip to uh, the Dominican Republic that kind of inspired him to uh, put the group together. And uh, you know, 20 years later, here we are, you know, just still doing our thing, still having a good time, still acting like we're 10, 16 years old, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just having a lot of fun. Well, that's, cool. that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, what, what do you, how do you guys uh, get your inspiration from music? Like, what, what inspires you to make the, th the music that you do? Okay, Jimmy. Uh, a lot of uh, what we listen to on the radio and sometimes even just getting together and noodling and, you know, eventually we just kind of come up with, with something. Um, uh, the Beatles are also a big inspiration, mainly because of their vocals, and that, you know, hence the reason why we, you know we all sing and we almost kind of sound like the Beatles with all the four-part harmonies and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much our thing. Very cool, very cool. So um, just 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 taking it back a little bit. So I know you guys talked a little bit like when you guys first met. So how did how did you guys first meet? Well, well um, my Derek and I are twin brothers, so that was that part well, was easy. Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of <laughs> so, had birth, but but you guys were the other two guys in the group. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, as Derek mentioned, uh, we met through um, uh, jam sessions where with uh, another childhood friend of ours. Um, although I think we went to day camp, uh, summer camp together as well. Jimmy did anyway. Um, so, you know, just kind of through the community, uh, the blind and visually impaired community, as well as the musicians community here in New York. Now, you mentioned you guys were, were jamming out in Queens. I I'm a Queens guy. Just curious, where, where in Queens were you guys doing it? Uh, if memory serves us correctly, it was out in, uh, in Queens Village, actually. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. There. Queens all there. Love having the Queens people on the show. Love <laughs> it. This is a whole thing right now. Every time it's Queens, he has to yell Queens. He's it's like, my favorite borough. <laughs> there you go. It is. I love, I love Queens. Yeah. Absolutely. So, where, where can people uh, find out more about you guys if they want to, like, uh, you know, l listen to your music or, or learn more about your group? Where can they go? Sure. Um, well, we do have an official website, losciegosdelbarrio.com. Uh, I think there's also a shorter version of that uh, URL, which is losciegos.com. But we are also on Facebook, Los Ciegos del Barrio. Uh, or I think the personal page, uh, I'm sorry, that's the band page. The profile says Ciegos del Barrio. They didn't let us put the los in there for some reason. Bastards. Uh, and then on Twitter, uh, that's ridiculous, right? And then um, in uh, Twitter, we are Los Ciegos, 
and then YouTube, we're Los Ciegos del Barrio. And then uh, Instagram, we're Los Ciegos del Barrio on there. So is, is there one over. song, like, like if they go to your website, that, that, that you guys would recommend? Oh, um, really encapsulates. Uh, I would say maybe uh, Mama Used to Say uh, or Baby Boy, which is our most popular song this year. Uh, those, any, any one of those two songs. Right, we, we literally have something for everybody. You know, yeah. For salsa fans, we have salsa. <laughs> uh, for music in English, we have plenty of uh, uh, music in English as well, originals. Uh, we have uh, a lot of fusion. We have a couple of uh, rock bachatas written mm -hmm. by my brother Alvin. Uh, one of them, which is doing one of which is doing quite quite well right now. Um, the baby boy. Um, we've got merengue as well. We've got bachata. We've uh, got uh, well a little bit of uh, reggaeton, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, a little, bit, literally, just something for everybody. So, um, yeah, we we could we could rem we could pretty much recommend any anything depending on the genre. Wow. So. What would if you guys you guys obviously have a diverse selection? Is there certain styles that you guys kind of gravitate to personally that you like more than the other stuff? Uh, well, in the most recent years, it's been uh, the timba, which is kind of like Cuban funk. Yeah. So that that when we went to Cuba, we went twice, uh, and uh, you know both times that we went, we were really drawn by by the music that gets produced over there, and a lot of that stuff. Some of the stuff you hear back in the states here, but most of it, the, the real, the real good. The, I guess I can say the real good shit is over there. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that I mean, sense. it's just like it, it just. Even though the reggaeton, the cubaton is, it's like it's yeah. just fire. Right, 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 right. Good stuff, and so we we gravitate towards that rhythmically, uh, which is the reason why we decided to sort of uh, make the four piece sound more like like an eight piece with Alvin playing the timbales playing. Uh, you know, different cowbells, and then I'll, normally I play congas. So, it, so when it's the both of us, we, we basically do the job of probably three or four percussionists mm -hmm. because we, we fill yeah. it up, and then the, our regular keyboardist is another one that can just fill it up with all his melodic statements and stuff. All right, very cool, very very cool. Um, so I gotta ask, are you are you guys big uh, uh, beer drinkers? Um, yeah, mine is gone. It's, yeah. it, it was gone. It was, <laughs> it, it was gone like two minutes into the interview. So, would you yeah. like a little more beer? Would you guys want a little bit more I could, beer? I could, do, I could definitely yeah, do another one. You want to do a little, one more. Uh, yeah. you you do a little belly, um, Johnny Stickball drink. from uh, <laughs> Bridge and Tunnel? Yeah, yeah. So we, we got something, uh, some some yeah. beer from a uh, thank you, local Greensboro. Uh, beer hey, today, I mean, beer tomorrow, beer forever. Beer, there you beer go. forever. Hey, you said you had a minute or two. That that's a minute or two you can drink. That's that's yeah. An, that, that, yeah that, that's all I need <laughs> for a beer. That's all you need. We'll give yeah. you guys a little more. I mean, we really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Uh, and and I yeah, mean, thanks we, guys. We were listening to your set. It was awesome. Um, is there anything else you'd like the audience to know who may not know about you guys? Like anything about about your group, about you guys? Anything you want them to know? Um, I would say um, that music is is a language. Music is, is a movement. I mean, it's one thing to just kind of turn on the radio and, and just listen to it, but I think it's taken for granted here in, in the United States especially. Uh, if you look us up, we are also a community-based band. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's nice to make money. It's nice to get some recognition and stuff like that, but there's a lot more to it. I think music is a real powerful thing for, for anyone, especially, uh, you know, bands and, and, and you know, other acts that that really get out there and work hard for what they do so just i would i would suggest just not taking uh, musicians for granted because we work our butts off out here and uh, uh, I'll, I'll, there's so many of us that have meaning to what we do 
um, just learn about the bands a little bit. Look us up and look up a lot of your favorite bands. Most likely there's a lot of story behind the music and that's, that's including us. So yeah, yeah. Don't, don't take the musician for granted here in the States. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's very important. Um, it seems like that's happening a lot in this MP3 age. People taking advantage of artists. Yeah. But I do have I do have a totally unrelated question. You yeah. guys are twin brothers. Yeah. Yep. Who won the fights growing up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we used to make each other laugh, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, like, like we, we would start off fighting and we would just yeah, like, and it would just get kind of like funny, end, like end laughing. <laughs> so it was always a, it was always a draw. It was always a tie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair and enough. it still works out that way even today. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So there's nothing that a good flatulent can't solve. <laughs> <laughs> More beer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I drink to that. Yeah. Drink to that, guys. Um, yeah. And Perry, any 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 questions? Any any questions for our, our guests here? I can't think of anything right now, to be honest. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's I, really cool. Like, great music for the you know for the event it was awesome. You guys, hip hop guys, and all we we big we big gangster guys. Over here. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely uh, gangster. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could you could you could just see it. It's all over us. <laughs> We're repping like opposite gang colors, <laughs> the wrong colors, the wrong signs. Uh, we're it's all over. Well, guys, thank you so much, and, and, thank and you. Um, thanks for having us. No, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. You guys did an awesome set, and you know we'll, we'll definitely be on, on the lookout. We'll check out YouTube page. We'll um, okay. share YouTube page on on our social channels, and looking forward to that album coming awesome. out next year. Awesome, right, thank thanks. you, and uh, we'll, we'll let look you guys up too. Yep, and we'll let everybody know once the album's yep. out. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 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 All right. Cheers with beers. Cheers with beers. beers. Not like a blind toast. That could go anywhere. That could go anywhere. (laughs) We're drinking beers. That's all. That that, that, that unites us. Sometimes we don't even need a cup. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Beer today. Beer tomorrow. Kicking in with some very talented musicians. Having a good time here at Absurd Conclave. Uh, We'll take a slight break, and uh, we will be back with some more guests. We'll be back. Cheers. So this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We are back, and we have uh, two very, very special guests that we're so happy to have on the show. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Deborah Watts. And I'm John Watts. Awesome. So, so guys, Deborah, John, tell us what you guys do. Well, we do Brazilian music. Uh, we try to go to the roots of Brazil and kind of bring up everything from the last uh, 100 years, actually, and kind of reformulate it and make it fresh. And uh, yeah, that's kind of basically what we do. Deborah's a composer now, and just released a CD of all our own original music that was recorded in Brazil. Oh wow! It was really exciting, and it's doing really, really well. It's on television, and so we're just trying to build a, you know, career between both countries. So how did you guys get into that? Like, what 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 influenced you? Well, I was always a lover of Brazilian music, but I went to school for pharmacy which is not unusual. A lot of Brazilian musicians, they, you know, they go, they, we have to go to school because music and art is not something that is taken seriously by our parents. Yeah. So I came to the U.S. as a pharmacist. So I met John, who is a, his soul is musician. Everything about him is music. So we started working together. And mm-hmm. uh, when I knew, we had a band, and I abandoned pharmacy. I think it was a good choice. We heard you set. I mean, the set was really, really, really nice. Uh, I definitely enjoyed listening to it. Thank so, I, I, like, what first got you into it? Like, wh- like, 
what was it about it? It was just like, it just yeah, called the, the, to you? Like, how did you get into it? That's my main question is, is like, what is it about Brazilian yeah. music? Like, what, 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 what's my Brazil? best friend? My, my best friend is, is he's, he's really big into um, Brazilian funk. Like, he's a producer. He produce, produces for, for like Wiz Khalifa and like people like that. And he's just like, yeah, Brazilian funk, that's the best thing that I've ever heard in my life. So, so what is the best? What makes that? Um, well, I, I was born in Brazil. And I always love music. For for me, it's like you know, just normal. For John, I think uh, it was when you got a CD from Elisa Gina that you discovered the love of music, right? Yeah, I was playing in alternative rock bands mostly, and a friend of mine gave me a CD of uh, the kind of iconic singer named Elise Regina, and it was like, whoa, where did this come from? And uh, so I just started listening to it. And also, for some reason, even though I was a rock musician and R&B and playing all that stuff. Um, I was always going to SOBs. I don't know if it's still there. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, that, that, that's a major yeah, rap. Major that's a major rap spot now, too. But yeah, you know, it's Sounds of Brazil. That's the name of the place. Sure. And originally, it was literally mm-hmm. like you know everybody was a Brazilian artist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like in the late '80s, and I'm like, this music is so great. And I kept mm-hmm. going there, not really knowing what it was, just loving the vibe and the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then, like a few years later, a friend of mine gave me the CD. And I literally, like, over two years, I just did, like, a major conversion. And I was just like, I got to learn this shit. And I have to really <laughs> study it and get a handle on it. You know, I think maybe because my mother's Italian. And then she sang a lot of French music when I was a kid. That's cool. Right. You know, it kind of, it, like, Brazilian music for me blends, like, jazz and R&B and classical with these really great rhythms. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, ah, I love everything about it. And okay. then we, uh, when we got together, I started introducing him to more artists. Yeah. It's, 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 other, it's endless. Like then he'll be start. like, "Why don't you sing?" Oh, and, and that's how it started. I was pushing Deborah actually to sing because I was like, "Come on, you, you know, you're a Brazilian, and I'm dying to play this music." Mm-hmm. And right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's definitely. I mean, you guys both. I mean, from very early on, you guys are very influenced into into the into the musical scene, yeah. right? It's so weird because you know we come from different different countries, and yet we totally vibe in on the same music. Like, yeah. So that's, how did, that's really beautiful. That is. That really is. And, and, and just springboarding off that, I'm curious, how did, how did you guys first meet? The same guy that introduced me to the Brazilian music introduced me to Deborah. Wow. He was a friend of mine. This, this is a good guy, a right? This designer. is a good guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> he is, of course, he was the best man. He was the best man. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. You guys are still that friends. Makes sense. <laughs> You're still totally, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Great, great okay. graphic designer. Shout out to Silvio da Silva if anybody needs any... IT or whatever they do on the web. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. He's so into music that yeah. his daughter became an amazing singer. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Martina da Silva, yeah, amazing. Martina da Silva is his daughter. She's a pretty famous jazz singer now. She plays at Dizzy's and everything. And I think you attract, right? If you're in a Brazilian, right. if you're a lover of music, you attract people in there. Right. Lo- whatever you do that you love, you attract people. You put that passion absolutely. out. I think you you right. you you know you draw in certain types of people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. This man with his beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I right. brought, brought these guys in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. No, no, no. Can you take us through through like um, like how many gigs do you guys do a year? Like like and and. What's it like? It varies, you know. Like, yeah, we started out doing a lot of weddings um, and just parties and cultural events and playing for the Brooklyn Museum. And truthfully, like, we didn't know what the shit we were doing. We were just started playing, you know. And luckily in New York, you have the best musicians, right? Sure. So we kind of just learned by doing it. Like, we never really, you know, spent like years learning it. We just started literally gigging like 
few months after we decided we wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty like shaky, you know. Uh, you know, but we've been doing it for 20 years now, so um, we're lucky now. You know, we got to play with so many great musicians in New York. You know, like a lot of Brazilians came to Berkeley, you know, and they studied jazz, so they're like jazz cats, but they also play Brazilian music. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the musicians that we know are like are like that. You know, they're they're really amazing. Well, actually, Cesar's a different story. He's just he lived in Italy actually, and he's he's Brazilian, and he's like the most ripping, ridiculous seven string guitar player we know. And, yeah, he's one of the few guys that didn't go to Berkeley, right? Yeah. But the one one good thing about this life of being a life of being a gigging musician is you're always in the moment. You never know where you're going, mm-hmm. what's gonna be like. Right. And I love that. That that is cool. That's we, very you good. Never you, know, know, you, like you never yourself. know what's yeah. gonna happen. You, you never you just you roll with it. So you know your, what I mean? your days right. are it's never like, the same. Right. Yeah, you're so never sitting in front of a computer like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always ex- it's always something new, something different, right? There you go. There you go. There you go. You never know. You can find yourself on an evening in Bushwick in Brooklyn, right? And you, yeah. and you're drinking beer, and you know. There well, you well, what's like? The, what's the craziest gig you guys? Have? Oh, I like remember. Weirdest, I maybe. I, I, I remember. Which was uh, was fifty uh, year fiftieth wedding anniversary of a couple in Long Island. Okay. And we got there, and there was this tent outside, and we had to go from inside the house to get outside, but everybody had to remove the shoes to protect the floor. It was a very strange. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we go in the backyard, and nobody really cared about the music. And I was like, why are they having music here? And then it starts, started to rain, and a part of the tent fell on the gas, but they could not be inside because of the floors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Literally, you know, we have like amplifiers and shit. And we're talking about a huge measure. And we're I'm playing sure they put new on floors. a soaked platform. I mean, it's, we could have been electrocuted like that. So right? we said to people, please they don't let come us on in the stage. House. Wow. It was cannot, like pristine. You know, it was so like, that was like the funnest. It was a private event. That was the, the and then they had a comedian who came and absolutely insulted the couple. (laughs) (laughs) With lots of sexual jokes, and they were loving it. So I was like, look, I don't think it pays to be nice here. (laughs) 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 We should have been more nasty or something. Right, right. So that was, I never forgot. Everything was upside down. Wow. Yeah. That's oh, funny. Just, you never know where you're going. You never know, yeah, right? You never know. And, and speaking of that, you you guys were recently uh, uh, on on Vice on Vice TV, right? You were on an Action Bronson yeah, show. Fuck, that's delicious. And Shout out to Queens all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, how was that? He was great. I mean, well, you know, the producer called us, and we really didn't know much about him. I'm so sorry to say that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. You know, he's, he's dope, but not everybody knows Action yeah, Bronson. I, I would be fair. surprised if you did. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like most people are like, you know, Action Bronson. Well, you know, yeah. if you're under the a certain people, age, younger yeah, than yeah. us, like you guys, most younger people, people don't know. know. Yeah. That's true. I mean, he's yeah. not a household name. He's popular. He's not, if you're from probably. Queens, you probably you might know him, but yeah. He's not. You're Albanian. So if you all, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're Albanian. You definitely know him. You definitely know him. Yeah. So the producer calls us, and so we didn't really know if it was something to take seriously or not. And we were in the process of moving, you know, from the Queens, which we've, we've lived in a story for 20 years. We moved up to Yonkers. So we were kind of really busy and not really paying too much attention. And next thing you know, I'm like sending them track mixes because they wanted to sing without a band because they have a band, blah, blah. And then they sent a contract, and I didn't even bother reading it, you know, like the release, you know. And the release was so, like, onerous. I mean, it said, like, you know, basically giving them uh, the rights to, you know, take anything for as long as they wanted to and sell it to another producer even. Wow. So I'm like, I'm like at, at 1230, I'm on, the, I'm on like my laptop, 
you know, saying, hey, this contract's a little funky. I don't, know if we, I don't know if we can really go with this, you know? Yeah. This is like the day before the taping. And so then they contacted their legal department in California, like, and they said, okay, we'll work it out. And we show up at the place, and they literally rewrote the contract for us. I felt so And they bad. were extremely organized. Were, I don't yeah. think it was, some, it was something like standard that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not a so lawyer, organized. but I looked at it and I was like, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm not going to sign just any old thing that you throw in front yeah. of my face. You know, I respect like, that. Yeah, uh, that's uh, great. Yeah, you, yeah. Should, you shouldn't just Especially sign an anything. Artist, because, you know, you, there's a gazillion horror stories going back yeah. to this as long you as You could potentially get screwed. I mean, you totally. got to read between I mean, the lines. Yeah, yeah. as long as like they musicians could have been around. Everything that we did there and then sell it to another producer. Like, I'm okay with him using it and that show using it, right? So anyway. it was great. Yeah, so they we were got very, there. They wrote nice. the contract, which was really sweet. So was he cool? And like, he was was, awesome. was Action Bronson? He was a good guy. Everybody, yeah. the producers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the producers were fantastic. Everybody on the show was fantastic, and and he was super sweet. Yeah, really, just like you know, it was just a fun experience, and, it, and he's totally that. spontaneous. So, like Deborah was saying, you know, when you're a musician, you try to just go with it. You know, right. I'm playing bingo in the corner and <laughs> having fun. It's a good show. It, I mean, I, I like his show. I, I, I like it's it. Not, it's not Fuck That's Delicious, though. No. It's not no. that. It's called The Untitled. Yeah. The Untitled. So oh, okay. Action Bronson Show. Yeah. The, the Untitled. They contacted us before it actually aired. Anyway, so wait, did they change the name of the show? No, they're just calling started. it The Untitled Action Bronson. Yeah, it started. I, I, think, I think they're just making it like, hey, we like Action Bronson. Okay. And we don't want to have him just in a food setting. Like, I, okay. that's what it seems And like. they're probably trying to make it it's more accessible here. to the public because if you call yeah. someone, fuck, that's delicious. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, like, that you yeah. kind of weed certain people out off the bat. So, yeah. Untitled yeah. makes a little more sense. What they explained to me when I got there, because I, I was like, what is exactly the show about? What I couldn't understand because mm. they didn't air any they episode didn't really yet. Tell us what it was about. So, one person explained to me that it was a cooking show as if it was in somebody's apartment with <laughs> friends. Okay. okay. So and then that made yeah. sense because yeah. everybody, if, you, if when you watch it, you see everybody's, it's like a party. Yeah. And everybody's talking and everybody sure. there has something to share about their business. So mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool what he's doing because the recipe of success is always helping people. It's not sure. just Agree. So, right? So yeah. every episode, he helps about five people to show their products, show what they're doing. So yeah. That's cool. Very cool. And he gives everybody Very cool. a special time. Shout out to Action yeah. Bronson. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, like when you see somebody with all those videos and so cool and whatever, yeah. it, when you get close, you see the energy. It's a real artist, a real creative person, and very sensitive person. Absolutely. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, so what's next for you guys? What are you guys coming up? Uh, the next thing is, uh, is Brazil. We are, yeah, yeah. We are really trying to build a bridge between both cultures. Yeah. You know, like not focusing here more. So, we're, you know, we're going in January. There'll be performances there. We're going to be on TV again. On oh, wow. Again. That's yes. really cool. Yes, it's going really well. And, uh, yeah. And How um, often are you guys out there? Hopefully at least twice a year for the, the tours, you know. Okay. But mm. maybe more. But for now, that's what's happening. It's good. Wow. Okay. And yeah, so, so that's the goal. If if people want to hear like find out more about you, learn more about what you're doing, hear more of your music, you guys have a website, YouTube, Instagram, where yeah, can they can find more? My my website is DeborahWatts.com. It's mm-hmm. Deborah without an H. Okay. W E T T S dot com. And John didn't mention he not he he only he doesn't do only Brazilian music. He has his own website, JohnAllenWatts.com. Mm-hmm. He's a musical theater guy. He cl- he writes okay. classical music and 
did some movie scoring. So really, well, tell us what, about tell the movies. What movies? We need to hear about this. was one. That's actually the least of what I've done. Okay. Oh man. It's like you know, it's like you just pick like one. Funny little thing, but it's no. Right. I do, it's the kids. We've done a lot. We produced Tipo, and yeah, um, yeah, you've been around. So your wa- your wife is giving you props right now, man. Just take it, you know. Yeah, you, just, like you just say thank you. That's it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, and he's a real Brazilian. Uh, 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 he's a real supporter of our Brazilian yeah. artists too. He's got that Brazilian soul. Yeah, he, he plans yeah. to to sponsor some recordings in Brazil too from other artists that he has seen. Right. So he, he's a non-stop. Like a long-term thing. Yeah, I mean, you know. yeah. I mean, you know, there's always something ahead. I mean, yeah, I did a film, Freaks Uncensored. That was actually the uh, title. It was very, yeah, as a heaven accent uh, song. What kind of movie was that? It was a movie about, about the freak show industry, actually. It was a really very cool documentary. documentary. And it was oh, just wow. literally like somebody down the hallway heard me playing piano, and I just did a whole score on piano. Mm. This was like a long That's time really ago. cool. You know, it was wow. kind of funny because it got reviewed by the New York Times. But I'm, I don't do film scoring. I'm, I'm actually a musical theater composer these days. Mm. And uh, I just went to NYU, got my master's in that, which was really fun. Wow. Wow, wow man. Kids, it was Congrats. It was, thank you. It was really kind of cool. Um, you know, before that, I played in a lot of bands and hippie bands and rock bands and R&B bands. And even in the day when hip-hop was just starting, we were playing that music. Okay. You know, like wow. I need, I need right, to when hear. The, when, the, when the Bronx was popping, right? Okay. I need to okay. hear. I, I need to hear one of your R and B joints. I okay. need to hear one of that, man. I, I, I'm very, I'm very curious. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really, okay. really cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, you know, it's been 20 years to get the Brazilian thing, you know, reasonably under under my belt. But the cool mm. thing is, Deborah just started writing music. So, like, you know, we didn't expect this to happen. When so you live like with a composer, the muse is in the bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. She's right there. Yeah. Songs, she talks to me yeah. too. <laughs> and they're great tunes. I'm a songwriter. That's a natural progression, that. right? So she wrote the entire album. Yeah, it's yeah. on Spotify. It's just called, uh, what's it called? Unsamba Un Samba He's a producer. He forgot the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told you that drink. This guy got to him. There you go. We gave him a couple. He, he beer, came okay. over before he was drinking. So, yeah, <laughs> so we go to Brazil. We record the album in one day. Actually, two days. But we gave ourselves two days, but we recorded 14 songs in one day. That's a lot. That that, that's crazy. But, crazy. But that's a lot. But it was his way of working too. He got there. He looked at the guys, and he has a good sensitivity because, for me, I know the, the guys are very professional, but they were laughing so much. I was like, I was like, this is not gonna happen because they're cracking jokes all the mm. time. And I was and like, we only late, have two know. days doing this. So, John looks at them and says, "You, you guys know what you're doing." Just look at the chart, but I'm not gonna give you any arrangements or anything. You gotta do what you feel. They're like, really? Then they did an album one day, 14 songs. Wow. Wow. One day? One day. That's incredible. That's incredible. He gave them a lot of freedom. I think he perceived what was going on. He said, I'm not gonna direct anything. Let them just be. We had really amazing guys in the room. These guys are world class. Wow. And that makes a difference, you know? And they were just having a, it was like a party. It was beautiful. You guys really seem like the vibe I'm getting from (laughs) you guys. You you guys just like you know, you're doing what you love. You're just having a good time doing it. We're very fortunate. Yeah, we're very fortunate. I mean, anybody that's doing what they love, you know, if you can do that, you don't have a job. You know, you're just yeah. You're literally you're just you don't have a job. You're you're doing what you love. You might have a job. I have a job too. But you know, everything is good because you always got something that's creative and interesting and exciting. You know, and you're always looking for the next thing and. And, uh, you know, you're attracting, actually, what's happening. You're not really going out for it anymore. 
think when you're younger, you're kind of like, at least in the old days, you used to try to, you know, get the record deal and wait for somebody else to do something for us. And it's like, you guys are in a whole different world now. You realize that hey, we, we're the internet. making it happen here with our Zoom and our blog, and you don't, we don't not dependent on. It. When I grew up, it was really old school. Like you had to wait for somebody else to hand you a contract, or you weren't anybody. Mm-hmm. No, it's not like that. You make it it's happen. Better. Or, or so hand some stuff out out your yeah. back of your Jeep. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, and like, okay, yeah. by the way, here's my soul and here's my, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> is everything I own, right? Yeah. And yeah. I love the social media. Everybody yeah. has a chance to show their material. That's true. Everybody can report. You know, like everybody's it's having beautiful. a chance. It's a very it, it, it levels the playing field to totally. a certain extent. To a certain, yeah. but, it, but it does give people who may have been voiceless before in a previous mm-hmm. generation at least it gives them somewhat of an opportunity to to kind of display their talents. So I, I definitely agree. I mean, I wasn't a fan of social media until I got into Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. I mean, I just used it sparingly, you know, just throw up a couple of family pictures here and there. But I really came to appreciate it once we started Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. I mean, how, how important it is and the kind of platform it is and, and, and the reach you can get. So um, it's pretty cool. And I think what you guys are doing is amazing. And the fact that you guys are a couple and you're doing it together is, is just a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, cheers to you well, that guys. that makes it harder, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> everything else you said is true. <laughs> oh, you're going to be talking about that after the show, buddy. You're talking about that. No, but it, but it's awesome. I mean, your set was, was, was really cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like that Brazilian style. I think it's so, like the music, it's like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a novice when it comes to, to that. But it's just kind of like a velvety, smooth kind of rhythm. And it's just kind of like, it speaks to you soul and, and, and I really dig it I think w- the music you guys you guys make is is, is, is awesome I mean I think it's kind of it, it, it's beautiful and um, I dig what you guys are doing and I, I'd love to hear more about you guys too do you guys have like a YouTube with there's like like yeah. videos things yes. like that so we have a lot of yeah. videos uh, it's a Deborah Watts also Deborah Watts yeah for all the Brazilian videos all right, very, very she cool. She has the social media thing down. I'm like, I can barely get on Facebook. No. Um, but you <laughs> well, know, you're the like, producer, yeah, and, and she's got, she's the talent. She's you know, that's, that's the partnership, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Justin, you got a, um, any, any part? I know our guests got to run, but you got any, any parting thoughts? Um, if you guys had any, like, okay, so, so you guys are big into Brazilian music. Outside of you guys, like, who, who do you recommend for, for people that are listening? So many people. Well, in New York, or I mean, like, Just, and, and even historically, like yeah. Antonio Carlos Jobim or somebody like that. Like, I mean, who, who oh, are your inspirations? Okay. I tell you, my favorite is Chico Buarque. Okay. He's, uh, uh, for me, the, the songs of uh, Tom Jobim that are the most beautiful, he's the lyricist. Really? Yeah. He is, is just like great combination. Edu Lobo, also, the, he works also with the Chico mm-hmm. Buarque. Uh, and then I like to go back to the 1800s, like the Chorinho style of music when really? classical started just blending with the, with the popular, yep. the samba, with the African rhythms. It's very strong. So there is Chiquinha Gonzaga, Ernesto Nazaré. They're old stuff. But once you hear that, you can play anything because you get the, the essence. Right. You know? It's so very cool. I hear the new stuff, but I'm ve- I really like the... The old stuff, right? The old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Perry, any um, any any parting thoughts, questions, my friend? No, I guess just great tunes. Uh, I'm I grew up listening to jazz and definitely mm-hmm. heard you know Taste of Joe Beam, which is a nice, you know, remix if you will of a lot of the classics. Yeah. But yeah, great great tunes tonight. Awesome to hear. Thank yeah, well, well I, 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 we have to ask him a beer question, don't we? Of course, you can't leave without yeah. a beer question. You can't leave without a beer question. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, I'll, I think, well, let's both ask him one, right? So, um, I'll ask my first one. So, I think I know the answer, but I mean, we, we gave you a couple of beers. I mean, is anything that really kind of stood out to you where you were like, wow, I mean, craft beer is, is something. One, which one was that you gave me? The first one was Other Half Green Power. Okay. That was amazing. I got to say, I've never had anything quite as amazing as that. Okay. In the world of beer. Yes. Which is saying a lot, right? I've, sure. I've had a few pints in my life. In my life. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Stuff. And the other one was great, too. Oh, that was the Saison from Cooperstown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Omer Gang, which was a uh, very nice Saison. I love that it's made in Cooperstown. Baseball. Baseball. Well, no, you, you, you guys got some additional history in Cooperstown, right? Oh, wow. I okay. lived there. Yeah. That's how and I moved to the U.S. I lived there for when five months. When she couldn't months. speak English. <laughs> Out of all places in the world, it's like, hey, let's, let's move to the baseball. So wait, 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 when you first met, she, could, she could not speak English? She could. Okay. No, this was I before could. we met. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, my second marriage. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had to make a huge mistake before. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Look, so that you, you got to weed out the bad ones to get to the good one. She wouldn't have wound up here, so it's like, yeah. That's awesome. See the Cooperstown, a special place. There you go. There you go. Justin, uh, any, any parting questions? No, you, you, you asked the question that I had. Um, just if you what enjoyed are you guys beers. doing next? Where are you well, guys going next? Oh, well, I mean, we <laughs> wow. can talk uh, December 1st. December 1st, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we might be coming back here at Absurd Conclave for a special um, RSVP-only event uh, at at, um, at Absurd Conclave. It's, it, it should be interesting. They're still ironing out the particulars. I think it could be an interesting event. We also have a, we have an art event in um, not here but in Brooklyn. It's an uh, artist, uh, um, musician, and of course us. So that means beer. Um, and uh, we're, we're in the new year. We, we're, we're in discussion with a couple of breweries that we're going to do shows at. So I mean, our goal is to just keep pumping on episodes. I mean, when we first started this thing, you know, the first six months. Um, it was just kind of like figuring out our legs, you know, uh, how this process would work. We weren't doing shows. We, uh, initially, we wanted to do shows every two weeks, but that didn't always happen. But uh, now we're in a really good place. The last three months, we've been doing shows once a week. Once a week. Um, yeah. We've been seeing really good responses uh, from folks. And, 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 you know, we just want to keep this moving, keep this rolling bigger, better. And for us, it's, yeah, I mean, the focus is craft beer. But, you know, as we always say, craft beer is the conduit to life. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you know, it's got to be totally craft beer centric. We love having artists such as you guys on the show talk about your passions, talk about where you're from, your backgrounds, what inspires you while we drink beer. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of where we see the show evolving to. But certainly, you know, anytime there's good beer and we can get totally shit-faced, we're, we're there. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we, so, we, so, so there. basically what he's saying is like, we done a good job, but in 2018 we're gonna like kick down some doors of some brewers that we feel that. That, that that we want to interview, and yeah. we're gonna make them let us interview them. Yes, that, that's that's yeah. what's going to happen. That's what's happening. Yeah, yes. and, and we're gonna do like like I, I had a podcast um, for eight years, ten years, it's a really successful and like, podcast, a, like like a, a hip hop podcast. We're gonna do like some collaborations there too. Yeah, we're gonna definitely expand. Um, definitely, it's always gonna be. Uh, beer Ford, craft beer Ford, but it's 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 you know we're gonna expand um, as far as the subject matter, but always with craft beer as the uh, intro. Yeah, yeah. But enough about us. Cool. I mean, you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Uh, thank yeah, you absolutely. guys. Really appreciate you coming absolutely. on the show. We love your sounds. Uh, I think yeah. it's really cool. And um, sure. Yeah. I mean, all we can say is cheers. 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 Cheers, guys. Yeah. Thank you thank so much you. for coming on the show. Thank appreciate you. it. Awesome. 
We really hope you enjoyed listening to us pound some craft beer and talk about it, as well as hang with these engaging and talented artists at Absurd Conclave. And we did it all for a good cause to support Puerto Rican hurricane relief. We're back next week with part two of this great event, so stay tuned. We've also got a lot of exciting events coming up. It's time to give thanks, and BTBT would like to thank all of our listeners for supporting the show. Thank you all so much. All of you fucking rock. We hope you have a safe, happy, and craft beer-filled Thanksgiving. No matter where you are in the world, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. Cheers.